Alright, okay, okay, what is up everybody, Zelda Talks Facts right here, gonna spit some facts like always. <clears throat> so this is my AEW All Out review. Again, I wasn't able to watch uh, last night because my Islanders played in Game 7. It was definitely worth it because now they're on to the third round in the Eastern Conference Finals. So I'm going to do two episodes right here. I'm going to do my AEW All Out review right here. And then I'm going to do my NFL 2020 season Week 1 predictions. And then later on, I'll be doing my NHL Round 3 predictions. So a lot to talk about today. So here we go. Let's start off. It was AEW All Out. So again, I wasn't able to watch, you know. But I got like mixed reviews from it. Some people said it was, it was good. Some people said it was okay. Some people said it wasn't good. Like it didn't live up to the hype. Uh, yeah, I I, get, I can kind of see why, but it's whatever. Um, all right. So on the pre-show, Joey Janela beat Serpentico. Hey, listen, big win for Janela right there. You know, he needed a win on pay-per-view. It may have been on the pre-show, but it's a step. You know, Janela's not a bad wrestler. I just didn't like the way they used him against Jericho on the recent Dynamite. And I get they wanted to make look they wanted to make Jericho look dominant going into his match, but Janela's not that bad of a wrestler, to be honest. It's gonna give him a chance. And also on the pre-show, Private Party defeated uh, Alex Reynolds and John Silver of the Dark Order. I heard this match was good. I mean, Private Party, like I mentioned, they're kind of like... They could be our modern-day Hardy Boys, in a way. Because, you know, they have Matt Hardy as a mentor. Maybe if, maybe Jeff would maybe Jeff goes to AEW, maybe mentors them as well. I mean, I kind of doubt it. I think Jeff's going to stay with WWE the rest of his career. I don't think there's really anything for him in AEW. Unless if you give him and Matt the tag team titles. Could do that. But no, nah, I don't think they. I don't think they'll do that. Um, and they really shouldn't. It doesn't really do anything for them. It doesn't benefit their careers in any way they already have. On a private party, they're a really fun tag team. Like I mentioned, the the reason the um, the way I know they're gonna do something special with them is because they beat the Young Bucks on their first night on Dynamite. They beat the Young Bucks in the tournament. They beat them clean. They beat them clean. I couldn't even believe that. I thought the Young Bucks were gonna run away with the fucking tournament but no they got beat right in the first round it really shows the elite doesn't always book themselves to win that's what everybody always loves to complain about but it's not even true it's like far from the truth yeah they win they have to win were they supposed to lose all the time or lose most of the time they have to win their matches but it's whatever so the first match on the regular show I know this match was like cinematic it was like pre-recorded the tooth and nail match between Big Swole and Dr. Britt, uh, Dr. Britt Baker, I heard this match was really bad, I heard it was bad, so Big Swole got the win, um, I felt like, yeah, both of these women needed a win, you know, Big Swole needed a win on pay-per-view, Britt Baker needed a win because it was her first match back, but I get why they give it to Big Swole, so maybe, maybe down the line we'll see Big Swole get a title match, because she's pretty talented, to be honest, you know, I like I like Britt Baker. Well, she's a, well, she's a great heel, but wrestling wise, I don't think she's that good. And of course, the match wasn't in the ring; it was at Britt Baker's dentist office, so it was pre-recorded. And yeah, I think they should leave the cinematic stuff to WWE. Like the good cinematic thing they did was um, when they did a uh, the Elite versus the Inner Circle, the Stadium Stampede match. Like, yeah, that was really good. But this, I heard, was terrible. Some people, I mean, and some people came out and said it was good, but. A lot of people... I heard a lot of bad reviews about the match. Alright, so now we get to a tag team match. The Young Bucks 
Uh, they defeated Jurassic Express, Jungle Boy, and Luchasaurus. I mean, well, the Young Bucks right now, they're acting very heelish. And they did a cleaner finisher as well in the match. So, I mean, they have to win to look strong as heels. They can't look like weak heels, you know what I mean? Because that doesn't make any sense. You know, you can't do that with them, you know? When you're booking a really good heel tag team, they have to win. Like, look at FTR. FTR has to win matches for people to think, you know, okay, this team is legit and they can win. That's exactly what you have to do. You can't complain when these fucking teams win. Or when, like, when the Young Bucks win or the Elite wins in general. You just can't complain. You know, I know how it is. Like, you know, it's so easy to complain about it, but... Seriously, you just really can't complain over every little thing they do with the Elite. Like, they have to win, you know. The Young, Bucks, the Young Bucks really needed the win. I mean, I guess you could say Jurassic Express needed the win a lot more. Yeah, of course they did, but... The Elite needed it because... Not the Elite, the, the Young Bucks needed it because... You know, they're acting very heelish now, so... If they're gonna do it with, you know, him and Kenny, or them and Kenny... They have to get a win, but yeah, Jurassic Express 100% should have won the match, but I do like the Young Bucks. I heard this match was good, though. Listen, you can't satisfy wrestling fans. You just can't. You'll always find something to complain about, no matter what company it is. All right, so let me get to the Battle Royal. The 20-man casino Battle Royal with the winner receiving a future AW World title match. And it doesn't mean it's going to be at full gear. A lot of people think... It's going to be at full gear, the world title match. I mean, it could be on any Dynamite. But, um... Yeah, um... We saw Matt Seidel, who was the last entry in the Battle Royal. And people who don't know who that is, that's Evan Bourne, who used to wrestle in WWE. And I was actually at Evan Bourne's, or Matt Seidel's biggest win of his career when he beat Chris Jericho at Fatal 4-Way back in 2010. And I thought they were going to really push him to the moon. I felt like that year, he should have won the Money in the Bank. Because he beat Chris Jericho. That was his biggest win of his career. They should, they really should have pushed him. Like, seriously. He was getting in, like, main event scenes. It's like... I mean, maybe he had problems backstage with people. Maybe they just didn't like him. Maybe they felt like... I don't know. Maybe they felt like he wasn't good. Or something. Like, I, I don't really know. But, no, I mean, I thought he was really good, though. Evan Bourne or Matt Seidel. And I call, I'm so used to calling him Evan Bourne. But, you know, he's had a great career overall. You know, I mean, like, he's wrestled out of WWE. He's wrestling other companies now. Will he stay in AEW? I mean, he could have been a, it could have been a one-night appearance. I did see the botch, you know, when he entered the ring. He slipped. That was yeah, that was pretty sad. I mean, that wasn't really that funny because he could have really injured himself. People think it's funny because it's a botch, but they seriously, he seriously could have really hurt himself. But maybe he's going to stay in AEW. I mean, I don't know if he will. I would, I would like to see him get a chance in AEW. He's not a WWE reject. They just didn't use... That's another guy they didn't use correctly because you have the biggest win of your career over Chris Jericho and then they did nothing with him after that. I mean, he had the tag team titles with Kofi Kingston at one point. Air boom, but they did nothing with them after that. They did absolutely nothing. 
Didn't give him any mid-card titles. Didn't even give him a chance. It's whatever. So Lance Archer won the Battle Royal by last eliminating Eddie Kingston. I was kind of thinking maybe Kingston was going to win and get a chance at, like, the world title. I mean, I wouldn't mind that because he's leading a really, you know, big group right here in Butch and the Blade and the Lucha Bros. So he's a big leader right here. And him being on the independent team most of his career, now being on TNT and being in the spotlight, the big-time spotlight, imagine him getting a world title match. That's well, that's pretty big right there. And you get him and Moxley in the ring. That ain't no... That match can't be a singles match one-on-one. -on -one. That's got to be, like... Like, uh... She's a... An unsanctioned match, probably, for the world title. That's probably how it would have to be. <laughs> those, two, those two would kill each other in the ring. So Lance Archer won, so he's getting a future world title match. I did predict he was going to win. So, I mean, it's not like it was obvious he was going to win. It just seemed like, you know, it seemed like the right choice. And it's definitely the right choice. I got no problem with him winning. You know, Lance Archer, for a big man, especially at his age right now, he's wrestling really good. He's another big man that can go in the ring. He's not like your generic big man that just does, you know, here and there, you know, silly shit. He can really go for a big man, just like him and Luchasaurus. Which, and Wardlow, too, which is amazing. And you can say Brian Cage as well. There you go. I still get to the Broken Rules match. Matt Hardy defeated Sammy Guevara. And if had Hardy lost, he would have had to leave AEW. So, Hardy is staying in AEW. And I saw a little bit of this match. On social media, and I saw the bump that Matt Hardy took where his head hit the concrete. And I was like, oh, my God. And he got right back up. And people are blaming. Let me just say one thing. People should not be blaming Tony Khan. Because he called for the match to end. But, but Matt Hardy got up. He passed the protocol test for concussion. And he said, I want to finish the match. So Matt Hardy f finished the match on his own. He told Tony Khan, no, we're not ending this match. So what's Tony Khan going to tell him? I understand he's the boss. But if he wants to continue, you know, he, he's going to continue. Matt Hardy's a fucking legend. He's a Hall of Famer. Control Hall of Famer. When he says goes, he ain't going to listen to him, Tony Khan. People like shaming AEW for continuing the match. Well, Matt Hardy wants to continue the match. AEW didn't say, oh, no, this match is going to continue. Like, Matt Hardy wanted to. So we know he's going to stay in AEW. We'll see what happens with that. I'm pretty sure they'll show on Dynamite what happened. This is like maybe it's a sign for Matt Hardy to really retire. And I love Matt Hardy, but look at the crazy shit he's doing. It's not like 20 years ago. This is now, and he's still doing crazy shit. He doesn't care. I don't think Matt Hardy even cares. Maybe he truly believes that he can't die. Maybe he believes that he really can't die. Maybe that's what he really believes. Maybe it's not a whole gimmick. Maybe he actually believes he can't die. <sighs> he's something, though. You gotta give props to Matt Hardy for continuing the match, though. You could shame AEW all you want, but it's not their fault that Matt Hardy said he wanted to continue. I mean, yeah, they could—they have the power to say, oh, no, 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 you're not continuing. And you're going to tell Matt Hardy no? Come on, you ain't going to tell him no. He's going to continue all he wants. He's going to do whatever he wants, however he wants. He don't care. <sighs> but, man, we'll see what happens with Matt when he uh, comes back. Probably, he might be on Dynamite this week. I kind of doubt it, but... You know, hopefully he's doing good because he did get sent to the hospital after the match. So hopefully he is doing good. I'm sure that he is. He's mad fucking hardy. He ain't gonna die. He doesn't die. This fucking guy. This guy will live till he's 80 years old and will still be doing crazy shit. He does not care. It's in his blood. He doesn't care. Alright, a couple more matches here to talk about. A few more, actually. Uh, Karoshida, that's my girl. Defeated Thunder Rosa to retain the AEW Women's Championship. And I heard this was like match of the night right here. And I looked at it. I was like, 
And I know I mentioned, like, in the predictions, this match has potential to be match of the night. So, I guess you could say this pay-per-view was kind of like a letdown in a way. I get why people mean that. I mean, still, you're not wrestling in, like, a big arena still. You're still wrestling. Daily's place is a big Daily's place is a big arena, but you're not wrestling in front of, like, thousands of people, as I meant to say. You know, due to the pandemic. When that happens, it'll be different. You'll see a lot better match. But not every match can be a five-star match. It can't be. They can't always have five-star matches, you know. You can't, you can't do that. It doesn't work that way. But I heard this match was really good. We knew Thunder Rosa wasn't going to win the title. But so Karashita remains champion, which is good. She's had a good run. She's had the title since May. You know, she's great on the mic. She really, she really has improved a lot on the mic when she talks. You know, she's not like Asuka where they have her screaming every time. Like, Karashita actually speaks. Because Asuka can speak English. But they just have her scream like she doesn't speak English at all. Like, they have her, like, speak, like, have her, like, scream where it's, like, broken English. Like, yeah, but at least Sheeta can speak. And so can Asuka. But WWE's like, no, we want you to scream and do that stupid shit. It's, like, it's not even entertaining. Just mentioning it. You know, it's just a difference. I'm sure Sheeta, if they gave her that, she'd be like, what? I'm not going to scream all the time. I'm going to speak like a normal person. Like, you don't think she can actually talk? I mean, she can really talk. So we'll see what her next challenge, who her next challenger will be. You know, I thought it was gonna be Nyla Rose because now it seems like ever since Nyla Rose has been with Vicky Guerrero, they've done nothing with her, other than losing in the first round of the, the women's tag team tournament thing. So it's like, what are they, what are they doing, Nyla? I mean, she already was champion, so Cameron said, what are they doing with her? She already was a champion. I mean, I don't know if they're if she's gonna get a rematch against Sheeta. She does deserve a rematch. Maybe we'll see it on Dynamite. I don't think they're going to do it on pay-per-views. I feel like they are going to do Big Swole and Sheeta. And maybe they're going to give Swole the women's title. Maybe that's the plan. A lot of people say it's Britt Baker's division. But yeah, but she's not that great of a wrestler, Britt Baker. She's a great heel. But she has been getting hurt from time to time. You know, who knows when Chris Statland is going to come back. The women's division has a lot of potential to be really good. Because you have a lot of potential in this division. Like Penelope Ford, like Big Swole, like Britt Baker. Like uh, Eva Lise and Diamante. And you still have Nile Rose. You'll have Statline to come back soon. So you got a pretty good division. And maybe Serena D, maybe she stays with AEW because she wrestled a great match with Thunder Rosa on Dynamite this past week. And maybe Thunder Rosa stays in AEW. Why she want to know that she's the NWA Women's Champion. So maybe, she, maybe, maybe when she's done with NWA, maybe if she drops a title, she'll come to AEW permanently. Because she is pretty good. I like her theme song. And I like her gimmick too. So she's good. Alright, so we get to the eight-man tag team match. Matt Cardona, Scorpio Sky, and the Natural Nightmares, Dustin Rhodes, and QT Marshall with Allie and Brandy Rhodes. They defeated the Dark Order, Brody Lee, Cole Cabana, Evil Uno, and Stu Grayson. So Cole Cabana, I heard, took the pin, and I saw he took the pin. So that doesn't really hurt the Dark Order. It doesn't hurt Evil Uno. It doesn't hurt Stu Grayson. It doesn't hurt um, Brody Lee. So, I mean, yeah, we saw Brody Lee kind of go after Cole Cabana. I kind of said this is like, this is going to happen. They're going to do Cole Cabana and... Brody Lee eventually. Well, the thing is, Cole Cabana, like, went after the Dark Order on his first night when he showed up a revolution back in February. So it kind of plants the seeds for it. And then now him, like, screwing over the Dark Order in a way, taking the pin. So there you go right there. So that's probably what we'll see eventually. Brody Lee and Cole Cabana go at it. I mean, it's, it seems like a letdown kind of match. It's like, but Cole Cabana can go, even though he's, like, not much of a serious wrestler. He can go in the ring. He is... 
a good wrestler. You know, we know mostly he's been a jobber throughout his career, mostly like an indie guy. It is good to see him on the big screen, to be honest. I mean, when he was in WWE as Scotty Goldman, I was like, oh my god, okay, this is so dumb. We'll see what it leads to, and after the match, uh, they announced that Brody Lee versus Dustin Rose will be for the TNT title. This Wednesday on Dynamite, so I'm looking forward to that, and I saw people, like, commenting, oh, main event, Goldust versus Luke Harper. Um, you've just... Fucking two different characters. We're two different characters right here we're talking about. Dustin Rhodes and Goldust. Two different characters. Brody Lee and Luke Harper. Two different characters. It's going to be a different kind of match. So I think it's going to be a good match this Wednesday coming on Dynamite. And also Kip Sabian is getting married to Penelope Ford on Dynamite. He's going to choose his uh, best man on uh, Wednesday this week coming up. So is it going to be Jimmy Havoc? I know he got released by AEW, so maybe he's coming back. Because I don't know if he got out of rehab. So maybe maybe it's him. And maybe maybe they do like a feud between maybe like Jimmy Havoc's like you didn't call me or anything. You didn't try to help. Maybe they do something like that. But you know he did have a lot of allegations against him, Jimmy Havoc, so they have really kept it quiet with him. So maybe 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 that'll happen. I'm not really too sure who will be the best man. It's kinda like hard to tell. I feel like it'll be somebody big, though. Alright, um, and they took a shot at WWE because they're not allowed to, or WWE wrestlers in general, because they're not supposed to do Twitch or cameos anymore, so when he put his Twitch out there, AEW has that freedom, see, this is why people should be hating on Vince McMahon, because look what he's doing to his wrestlers right there, they should be allowed to go on Twitch and, you know, do cameos and stuff, but he's saying no, and he says if people do it, they'll either get suspended Find or fired. So how can really people defend WWE? Seriously. And I've tried to defend WWE my whole life. Because that's the only company I watch other than TNA. At one point. I can no longer defend WWE in their fucking dictatorship. After doing that now. It's a new generation. You know, wrestlers. They're human beings just like us. They're allowed to do whatever they want. They're not products. It's like King Kong Bundy once said that Vince McMahon called him a product. He's not a product. He's a human being. And rest in peace, King Kong Bundy, by the way. Passed away. I believe uh, last year passed away. And he seemed like, seemed like a genuine, really good guy. Um, I mean, you know, I mean, that's what that basically... I, I think that's what Vince McMahon, like, sees his wrestlers at, as, like, products. They're not products. They're fucking human beings. They're people. They're allowed to do whatever they want. They're allowed to do whatever they want on social media. Kayfabe is dead in 2020. This is not the 90s anymore. So that's why I, I give props to Tony Khan and AEW for not... Banning their wrestlers from going on Twitch. And, you know, they're allowing to have their freedom in AEW. That's why a lot of wrestlers go there. They're allowed to have freedom. And it's not like, you know, you know, UWF. Like, that shit. Because I was watching that documentary again, like, I think last night or a couple nights before. Actually, you know, it was yesterday I was watching it. Yesterday I was watching it. It's not like that kind of freedom. Because that company was screwed up. That was screwed up to begin with. They had potential. But, you know, Herb Abrams with a bad addiction and everything, just it, it hurt them. So... They had a chance to be really successful, but yeah, it is what it is. Um, that's why I believe AEW is not going to fall. A lot of people have said they're the minor leagues; they're going to fall. Um, no, they're not going to. That's 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 all the WWE fanboys in their bubbles. That's you know, and they always they always go on AEW's fucking page and fucking say how shitty the wrestling is. 
They always do that, but they don't see that in fucking WWE. You would fucking kill to see Kenny Omega and, and Hangman Adam Page and the Young Bucks and fucking MJF in WWE. You would kill to see that. You would love to see that. But they won't admit it. They won't admit it. They're closeted AEW fanboys. Is what it is. Alright, so now we got to the AEW World Tag Team Championships match. So FTR, Cash Wheel, and Dax Harwood, with Tully Blanchard by their side, defeated Kenny Omega and Hangman Adam Page to win the AEW World Tag Team Championships. And I couldn't be more happy. And I heard this match is really good as well. FTR, man, they are fucking legends. They've won the NXT Tag Team titles, the Raw Tag Team titles, the SmackDown Tag Team titles, and now they've won the AEW Tag Team titles. These guys are fucking legends. You know what? They are the best tag team in the world right now. They're better than every tag team in the world. I don't care. I don't care about the Young Bucks or the Lucha Bros, and they may have more accolades than FTR. FTR is the best tag team in the world. Don't at me. Don't at me. They're the best tag team in the world. They are. They are seriously so good. And it's great that with Tully Blanchard. Because this elevates their careers. He helps elevate their careers. And it's amazing. It seriously is. It seriously is for them. So I'm really happy to see that. We're going to probably see a big celebration come up this Wednesday. I can't wait. It's going to be fun. It's going to be fun. Like, I love these guys. Like, I love them back in WWE, and they were used like a joke after NXT. But everything's going to go good with them now. Just can't wait to see what happens. And after the match, Kenny Omega left Hangman on a page behind. It looked like he was going to give him a hug. Or Hangman was going for a hug, and then he let him fall down. And Kenny Omega told the Unbucks he's got some cleaning to do. So I guess we're going to see the cleaner... Come back pretty soon. So it looks like Kenny is almost going to turn heel. He's getting there where he's going to turn heel. You know, we'll see what happens. But I heard this match was really good. I'm happy for FTR. And Hangman might be the babyface in all this. We always thought like he was going to turn heel. But he's going to be the babyface when it all ends. I don't think he's turning heel at all. Alright, so now we get to the Mimosa Mayhem match between Orange Cassidy and Chris Jericho and Orange Cassidy got the win. So this was the biggest win of his career. If he, he dumped Jericho into the mimosa. And I see like, you know, I mean, I'm happy for Orange Cassidy. I seriously am. This is the biggest win of his career because it was on pay-per-view too. He got a win on pay-per-view. That's his first ever win on pay-per-view and he damn well deserves it. It was a lot of people seeing his character as a joke. Well, he gets serious in the ring. He doesn't talk as much, obviously. That's just his character. But he is really good when he gets serious in the ring. And he beat Chris Jericho not once, but twice. Chris Jericho's put him over twice. That's saying something. That's really saying something that he's going to be really successful in this company. He seriously is. I know Jericho actually didn't like his character at first, but then he grew to adapt it. So like, kind of like when you hear Jericho speaking, how much he doesn't like Cassidy. That was him like before he didn't like Cassidy. He just didn't like his character. But he grew to like it, saying, you know what, this is wrestling the way it is right now. You know what, you got to grow and accept it. And Chris Jericho was going to be 50 years old in November, I believe. Like two days after Full Gear, it'll be his birthday. So Full Gear is on November 7th, and his birthday's on the 9th. So yeah, two days later, he'll be 50 years old. So he'll be wrestling, I'm sure he'll be wrestling at Full Gear in November, on November 7th. I'm sure he will be, I don't know. Well, now you kind of think about, like, what's next now for Cassidy and Jericho. I think that the feud's done because Cassidy's won the feud. 
So, what really happens now? Like, maybe Jericho gets mad at the inner circle or something like that? I don't know. I'm kind of thinking, like, what they can do. Maybe, like... I really want to see Chris Jericho and Sammy Guevara. Like, how they build it up as, like, a father-son relationship. Maybe, like, Jericho beats the shit out of him or something. It wouldn't seem really kind of random. Maybe, like, Guevara has a match on Dynamite and loses for the inner circle. Or maybe, like, you have the inner circle wrestle whoever in the main event and... They just lose. And then after the match, Jericho takes his frustrations out on him and beats the shit out of him and kicks him out. Saying you've officially kicked out of the inner circle and it builds up to that kind of feud. They could do that. I would love to see Jericho and Guevara and Guevara get a huge win over Jericho because we know Jericho will put him over. There you go. <laughs> I think that would be perfect to see, but we'll see what happens. So then we get to the main event, John Moxley versus Maxwell Jacob Friedman, MJF. I was pretty upset to um to see MJF lose. I really was. I wanted to see John Moxley. I really want to see John Moxley lose the AEW World Title to MJF. But you know it is what it is. It really, really is what it is. But um, I'm just like a little upset about it. But I did see the finish, like um. Where Wardlow accidentally hit MJF with the title, and the referee didn't, you know, see Moxley at the paradigm shift. So, it's not banned if the referee doesn't see it. You could say it's cheating, but it's not cheating if the referee didn't see it. So, MJF is protected. He didn't lose cleanly to Moxley. But, I mean, I get... I, w- I was saying it's too early, too, for MJF to win the AW World title. I-, I was saying it was too early, so... I mean, eventually he is going to win the world title because it's his company. It's going to be his company for years to come. But I get it. I don't think there's going to be a rematch for him for a while because now with Moxie winning, it's it's going to set up him and Lance Archer. I don't know if that's going to be at full gear. They're going to do that match or they're going to do it sometime on Dynamite because is Lance Archer really the guy you want as world champion? And I'm not saying Lance Archer can't draw anything. He definitely could because look at what he how he you know how he changed himself. In Japan, after being Vance Archer in WWE, and people were like, who the fuck is this guy? But then in Japan, he turned into a machine and a monster, and he's been a monster in AEW. I'm just saying, I feel like you draw a little bit more money if Kenny Omega turns into the cleaner, and he challenges Moxley, because they wrestled at full gear last year, and it would be redemption for Kenny Omega. And you get Kenny Omega's world champion, there you go. You're set for years to come. I'm not saying Lance Archer can't draw anything. I like Lance Archer. I do. But I feel like the long-term plan is you should make Kenny the, the world champion. That's what I would do. I'd have Lance Archer and Moxley wrestle on Dynamite. I'm not saying this Dynamite coming up. Do it, like, in October. And then set up Kenny Omega and John Moxley. 
You can tell when they're wrestling again. I mean, they wrestled an amazing match at full gear. They wrestled like one of the most gruesome matches you'll ever see. They got fined by Baltimore. <laughs> it's athletic for fucking doing that match. Seriously. But um, we'll see what happens. Hopefully, that's what they do. I mean, I, I really don't mind if Archer does win the title. If they do the match at full gear and they give it to Archer instead of doing Moxley and Kenny Omega at full gear. Because I feel like that should be the long-term plan. And I got nothing against Archer. I'm just saying you draw a lot more if Kenny becomes world champion. I'm just saying. But I don't know what they're planning. You know, it's really kind of hard to figure them out. They're not really predictable, AEW. They're they're very hard to, like, figure out, like, what they're going to do. Like, oh, is this what they're going to do? Or is this guy going to become champion? What are they going to do with this guy or this girl? What are they going to do with her? Like, you really don't know. Who's next for Akara Shida? Is it going to be Big Swole, Nyla Rose, Britt Baker, Eva uh, Lee, Diamante? Is someone going to come in from a different company and face her? We already know the plan with Moxley. It's going to be him and Archer. But are they going to do that full gear? Or is it going to be on an episode of Dynamite? It's hard to tell. It's very hard to tell, of course. It's it's extremely hard to tell when these two are going to wrestle. You know, and it also it's like, what's next for MJF? What's he going to do? Are they going to do something with him and Wardlow? Are they going to fight? They might. So it's it's really, it's really hard to figure out, in my opinion. They're very, very hard to. That's why I like it. They're not predictable. It's not like, oh, this is going to happen. so easily going to happen. <laughs> but, you know, listen. I think Archer winning the Battle Royal kind of made it obvious Moxley was going to retain. I don't I don't think any chance in hell we were going to see MJF and Archer. They kind of were teasing it, but, nah, I think you got you to gotta go with Moxley. So, actually, you know what? They went the right way with this, going with Moxley retaining and having him, you know, potentially face Archer now, whenever that's going to be. Because after the match, he flipped them off. So I'm like, oh, okay. I thought Archer was going to turn good at first because, you know, he was going after Brian Cage. So I guess that's not going to happen. I mean, unless if Brian Cage costs him the match between him and Mox, if they do it on Dynamite. I feel like if it's on Dynamite, Brian Cage might get involved. And then they'll wrestle. And then and then Lance Archer will win the FTW championship. So at least he'll have a championship. It won't be the world title. But he is, he, you know... I don't know. I don't know if they'll do that. I mean, they might, but... I mean, why why do that? I mean, that wouldn't make sense, though, when you think of it. Like, why would Cage get involved when he knows he can get a world title match if Archer wins? There you go. When you when you want the world title, there you go. I always... I never saw when wrestlers interfere in a world title match. You can get a world title match out of that person. Just make, It makes more sense to do that. But we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens... You know, on Dynamite this week, they'll probably announce it when they're gonna do it. I don't think I don't think they're gonna do it right away. If they're if they're gonna do it on an episode of Dynamite between Mox and Archer, they'll probably do it like sometime next month in October, maybe like mid October. They'll do it. They'll build up for like a month. Um, but if they do it at full gear, then they do it at full gear. Then you have a whole two months to build a good story. It all depends. I'll just imagine we're gonna see Jake the Snake and John Moxley talking. Oh, it's gonna be great. Uh, but we'll see what happens. Is Archer the guy that's going to dethrone Moxley? We shall see. I may, I, maybe they don't want to make Kenny champion right away. Because they got plenty of time to do that, though. But I feel, I feel like if they got desperate and felt like they really need to draw... I mean, AEW's been... They've beat NXT in the ratings, you know. They really don't need to do that. People know that Kenny's going to become champion, you know, sooner than later. 
we'll just see what happens though. Overall, the show looked like it was okay to me. You know, I heard some bad reviews. I heard some okay reviews, some good reviews. It looked like a 50-50 show. I guess it didn't live up to its expectations. But, hey, not every pay-per-view can be a 10 out of 10 pay-per-view in any company. It just can't be like that. Not every match can be a five-star match. Just can't be like that. Is what it is. So, I hope you guys that did watch All Out. I hope you guys enjoyed. So, my next episode is coming up right now. I'm going to do my uh, NFL 2020 season week one predictions. So, that will be coming up in just a minute. Talk to you guys then.